Hello and welcome to another edition of Fleet Die Hard, uh, uh, an independent view from an independent supporter of events happening on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Ebbs Fleet United. Um, so th- this one's going to be slightly different, this podcast, um, insofar as it's going to be in two parts. So I'm going to quickly look back over the Maidstone game, um, look ahead to today's game, which is against Tunbridge Angels. Um, and anything else that comes to my mind. And then we'll have a a really short interlude, and then I'll add a synopsis after the Tunbridge game, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Hopefully you'll like it this way. So, yeah, um, for those of you that listened to my, my po- last podcast where I was talking about the Maidstone game, um, I predicted that we would win 3-1 and it turned out to be a bit of a damp squid because um, it was a nil-nil. So all of my um, rattling on, I guess, about there could be a hat full of goals because both teams you know, seem to be capable of scoring lots of goals. And um, obviously with Epsley, <clears throat> in my opinion, having a... A, a, a dodgy defence. Um, it it didn't happen. Um, Epsley huffed and puffed once again, uh, and you know continued to play this game where we play it across the front of the goal, and no one really gets a shot off. Um, and it ended up that we didn't get a goal. Basically, we could have arguably had a penalty. Um. You know, I've seen them given, I've seen them not given. Probably with VAR, that would have been given. Who knows? But it wasn't. So the result was nil-nil. Uh, my concern remains that we're, we're still playing this uh, very, very predictable game now, you know, uh, of, of the short passing game and playing it out from the back. And, you know, I stress and reiterate that if we continue to do this, the more we do this, the more teams will will know we do this and will put measures in place to counteract what we're doing. Whether that be closing us down, shutting us down, pressing high on us um, and, and suppressing it and, and, and capitalising on, on, on a mistake if and when it comes. And it will come. You know, there will be a point. It almost came actually during the Maidstone game. There was an incident there. Um, but, you know, we weren't punished there. But, it, you know, that, that, that will that will happen. Or they'll just sit back and, and you know, say, you know what? Let them, let them play it across the back four and into midfield and, and we'll, we'll pack the final third with with all of our players and then make it virtually impossible for us to get a shot off. So, you know, we do, we do, I, I, I'm just going to say it again and I've said it time, time, time again now, we, we do need to be doing something different. Not all of the time. Somebody actually put a post on, on uh, f- social media a couple of days ago because I was, I was mentioning this. Oh, actually it was during the, the Mason game. Um, and they actually put a post on social media saying, but uh, didn't you criticise Hill for constantly playing the long ball? And I answered him and I'll answer it on here. Yes, I did. I did co- criticise Hill for constantly playing the long ball. 
but the clue is in the word constantly. The same as I'm criticising Kutreb for constantly playing out from the back in the short passing game because it's constant. There's no variation. We can become predictable. There's no shock to the opposition. We need to mix it up. Now, we did... I made a note, actually. We did uh, the first long clearance from the goalkeeper came in the 48th minute when he actually picked the ball up and drop-kicked it, you know, down the pitch. And to be fair to him, and to be fair to Kudrzeb, but I'm not sure whether it, it was an instruction from him in the uh, half-time, we did do that more in this, you know, we did do that a few times in the second half. The um, the goalkeeper did, did do the drop shot. So, you know, that was that was a little bit pleasing to see, but I think we've just got to mix it up more. We've got to... Um, I'm, I'm going over old ground, you know. We, 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 we've just got to, 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 to play the game where it's, you know, a period of long ball, a period of short passing, a period of playing out from the back, a period of, of playing wide, a period of playing through the middle. So that the opposition doesn't know what to expect from us and they have to adapt each time we change our tactic of play, our phase of play. You could do it in phases, why not? We could do that in phases. And that forces your opposition then to, to make changes. And by the time they make their changes and start becoming effective with them, you've gone into a new phase of play where you're playing a different style. I, I think that's a perfect way to play the game. You know, don't be predictable. That's number one. Uh, secondly, <laughs> something else that is quite ironic, because uh, if you remember... If, if those of you that have been listening to all of my podcasts, you'll remember a few weeks back I had my son, who's a, a sports journalist for a national um, national newspaper group. Um, I had him on here, and we were discussing all things Epsilon again. And we discussed the point that the 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 uh, tampering with the team, and, and Josh, my son said, you know, it's quite clear that Kutrib doesn't know who his starting 11 are yet, and that's not a good sign. Well, he actually came out and said it this week, didn't he? That he hasn't decided, he doesn't know his best starting 11. And that, for me, is very, very worrying. You know, if here we are, you know, I'm not sure if it's eight, nine, ten games into the season, and... You're talking, uh, you know, a quarter of the season, and he doesn't know his best starting eleven yet. That to me is seriously concerning. Um, is it that he doesn't know them? Because, frankly, some of them aren't good enough to be playing in the team, or is it that they're all so good? that he hasn't decided who are the best ones yet. and I, I don't know. Um, I just think it's a pretty poor state of events if the manager of your football club at a quarter of a way through the season 
still doesn't know his starting eleven, and is still having to um, you know recycle and tamper with the squad each each match to try and get that winning formula. Hmm. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. I'll be really interested to know what your thoughts are on that. And uh, you could always, by all means, you know, comment. I, I do put the links on Twitter, social media, on the Ebsfleet pages on Facebook and on our forum, the EUFC forum, which is interesting in itself. And it's an interesting read. Um, but no one's ever commented on any of any of them. But I would be interested to know what your views are on on what I've said there, and what you know the issues with. Are there any issues in your opinion with Dennis Kutryev and the coaching team? Are there any issues with the current squad that we've got? Are there any issues with the um, tactics that we are playing? Um, Please comment on on the, my thread on the uh, on the forum, and you know on social media or on Twitter, or wherever else you read this. So <clears throat> that's that's what's happening there. I'm I'm just as I said, very concerned that uh, that we don't know our starting eleven. Um, Dennis, you know, let us know when you do know, and we'll we'll all be a bit happier. So looking ahead today. Um, it's currently half past ten in the morning, so looking ahead uh, in a few hours' time, we're a home game against Tunbridge, or Tunbridge Angels, let's call them Tunbridge. Uh, Tunbridge are currently 15th, I believe, in the league, um, and we're about 6th, 6th or 7th, I can't remember. So, on paper... We're top six, they're bottom, you know, bottom five, six. We should be winning this match reasonably comfortably. So, as much as I said in the last podcast that made the Maidstone game was a real test, uh, you know, a, a massive game and a real test for us to see exactly where we're at and you know it proved fruitless and didn't really prove anything apart from the fact that we haven't changed tactics um this match really will show our strengths and weaknesses because if we can't be a open bracket struggling close bracket tunbridge then you know on on the home soil then i would suggest we have serious problems within the squad within the team, within the club. Um, and serious changes will need to be made. There, I can see no reason at all on paper why we don't win this at least 2-0. At least 2-0. I'd like to think, to, to, to look convincing and to prove that we do have the what it takes to score, I would be looking for a 3-0 win. And that takes me right back to the... The issues that I've got with the way we're playing, we you know we're still. We we I actually put um, on Facebook that we're playing, trying to play Premiership football with the National League, or National League South, group of players. That, you know, as somebody else commented, it's very nice to be able to to want you know to have the desire 
to play this style of football, you know, to play it out from the back and to play this tip-tap football, play through your opposition, play around your opposition and, and, you know, into the final third and score that classy goal. And we should we do show signs of that when it works it works when it doesn't it looks awful, um, you know it's all very well wanting to do that but if you haven't got the if the players haven't got the skills or or the quality to be able to adopt your tactics that you want to play, then you need to start looking at your tactics and possibly adapting your tactics to the level of your players rather than the other way around. Um, today might prove, you know, it, today may be the day when everything falls in place. And, you know, at the end of this podcast, as I say, I'm going to break in a, in a second or two and uh, and then I'll come back after the match and put my closing thoughts on. Now... If we, if if it proves that, you know, we we win comfortably, and we win in style, then, you know, maybe I'll eat a little bit of humble pie and say, okay, it's work, it it is working what Dennis is doing, and it's just a case of 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 fine tuning it and getting the players' confidence up. If we end up with it a draw, if we don't, if we end up with anything less than a convincing win today. I will say it highlights we've got issues. Um, which which we'll need looking at sooner rather than later. So I'm going to go, as I said, for... I'd like, I'd like to say we could get a 3-0 win, but we do still look dodgy at the back as well. So... But I'm going to say, here's my prediction... I'm going to go for a 2-0 win today. We're going to look good. We're going to shoot on sight and score one goal from outside the box and one goal from a set piece. There you go. Um, We're not even going to look like conceding. Our defence is going to look solid and we're going to mix it up with a variation of, of, of play from playing out from the back and short pass into long ball direct to goal there we go i'll see you in a a few seconds after the match and we'll see what happened hello and welcome back uh so the game's finished um i'm literally literally uh recording this Five, six, seven minutes after the final whistle. Um, you'll all know the result. We lost 1-0. Um, there's lots of words I could uh, use to describe our performance. Um, uh, good isn't one of them. Neither is impressive. Neither is... Um, full of ideas. Uh <laughs> Unfortunately, my predictions have come to fruition. Um, it was quite clear that Tunbridge uh, completely worked us out. We've become so predictable. 
that uh, they they set up their shop perfectly. Um, every time, you know, we we came forward, and you, there's going to be people that are going to say, "Well, you know, we we uh, we had lots of possession. You know, we had." Uh, I, I don't know what the percentage figures would be, but they would be very high percentage figures for possession. Um, and we did. We had lots of possession. What we didn't have was the ability to score a goal. I don't think in the 90 minutes, I don't think there was a single second where Tunbridge's keeper was under any kind of of viable threat from our players. Um, yes, we had possession again, and yes, we played the short balls again, and the intricate football to get into that final third. But when we're in front of goal, well, we had two over the you know two over the roof of the stands. I saw two shots, you know that that well they were nearer to the corner flag than uh, than hitting the goal. Uh, our set set piece play was absolutely appalling. The corners and the free kicks that we had were totally wasted. Um, really poor delivery. We had options in front of goal where we stuttered. Uh, at one point towards the end, I saw that we had uh, it, just a simple toe out would have would have tucked it away, and we couldn't we couldn't even do that. Um, now. I haven't said up to this point in any of my podcasts that the ability of our players isn't good enough. But I'm in fact I've said the opposite with our strikers. I've said I'm sure we've got you know we can we've got the capabilities to score lots of goals. Well, looking at that today, I'm afraid we're in desperate need of of some quality strikers. Because if you can produce the play that we did in terms of possession where you you've got that build-up play and you get to that final third, if you haven't got a striker that's either confident enough or comfortable enough to, uh, or skillful enough to take those chances and, and bang them away, then you might as well pack up your kit and, 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 and go home. Now, let's get something quite clear here. We were playing against a team in the bottom six that are part-timers. Right? Just think about that for a minute. And they suppressed us perfectly. They were quite happy to let us have possession because they knew, you know, particularly in the last the last 30 minutes, they knew we were never going to score, not in a month of Sundays. And I know, again, there'll be people saying, well, we could have scored, we could have had a penalty. And yes, we should have had a penalty. There was a clear, it was a, it was a clear penalty. There was clear contact there. Uh, and and the referee and, and the officials got it wrong, but you know what? If we had got a penalty and scored that penalty, that would have been a complete injustice to Tunbridge. I have to say it, and, and I'm not happy saying that, but it, it it would have been. You know, we played we played the predictable game. They knew exactly what we were going to do. They planned for that. They packed their defence. Their you know two 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 banks of four at the back. And they didn't budge, you know. They could, we just did not have any ideas how to get through them, round them, 
or past them. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, that Dennis Kutria has seriously got to look at the tactics that he's using, that he's employing with the players that we've got, because they quite simply do not work. The defence looked shoddy. Our defence looked shoddy. You know, it was there were, there were gaps all over the place. When when Tunbridge did have the ball, when they did come forward, they found gaps all over all over us and all over the defence. And you know, other clubs will be watching this if they watch the videos, and I'm sure they do because you know it, it goes on the National League or if they go onto our website and have a look at the videos of how we played. They will be rubbing their hands in delight at coming to Stonebridge Road or us coming to them, knowing that we're going to play the same way, in the same style, the same system, and with the same results. And frankly, I think there has to be major, major changes. Whether it's changes in personnel in terms of we need to be looking at other players, or whether it's changes in personnel in terms of the management. It's too early for that to say that. But there will be people saying that. Of course there will. And there'll be others that are die-harders. I'm a die-hard. I'm a die-hard fleet fan. But what I'm also is a, um, is a realist. And I look at that, that, that game today, and I look at the games that we've had so far, and I say, we ain't good enough in this league. And that's awful thing to say, you know? Couple of couple of seasons ago, we were flying high in the uh, in the national league, and now we are flattered by our league position in the national league south. And uh, it you know it doesn't it doesn't please me to say that it, it's non league football. It's very unpredictable what what you know what happens one week in one week to the next usually. You know, you can you can lose six nil to a, a team at the bottom of the table one week, and then go and beat the top team six nil the next week. But I don't see that happening for Epsleet right now. All I see is more doom and gloom, unless the necessary changes are made. Dennis Kutrieb, you, you probably don't listen to this, Dennis. Um, I know that um, Damien Irvine has listened to my podcasts in the past. So, you know, if either of you listen to this today, you must be able to see it, surely. You must be able to see that we're playing the same system over and over and over and it's not working. So why isn't it being changed? Do, is, it because we, is it because the players are not able to change? I don't believe that's true because we're actually playing a system that's totally alien to to players at this level of football. So I don't believe that... I, I don't put any blame on the players as such. I know the players that go out there and perform on the field for those 90 minutes are ultimately responsible for the result on the pitch. But what I'm saying is, if they are playing to a style and a system that they've been told to play in, and it's not working because a, either A, they can't do it, or, or or B, they don't feel confident enough to do it, then 
the management of this club need to have a look at that and say, okay, we've tried it for X amount of games, it's not worked, time to make changes. Time to make changes in the, in, in, in the way we play. Let's adapt our game to our players. Let's adapt and, uh, and change our style to the players that we've got, to the strengths that they have, to the comforts that they have, and and play to our, our strengths, not to our weakness. You know, it's 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 just not working. So that's the situation today. We've lost 1-0. Um, so over the two Kent derbies that we've played so far, um, you know, two weeks on the trot, we've failed to score a single goal and we've conceded one and we've picked up one solitary point out of a possible six. You tell me that's good enough. Because it's not. Whichever way you look at it, that is not good enough. So I'll be interested to see what Dennis Kutrihip has to say after this match, when, when, when we see the highlights and any interviews that he does. He says he doesn't know his best 11. Well, judging from what I saw there today, it's the best 11 um, are possibly 11 other players not the ones that were on the pitch today. Or the best 11 is the 11 that you've got, that you've picked, but play into a style that they can actually play, that works. Because somewhere along the line, there's a communication that hasn't worked. Somewhere along the line, why aren't we getting the shots off, right? This is my question. So somewhere along the line, they've either A, been told... To try and walk that ball in and don't sh- don't have a shot and, unless you're a hundred percent sure you're going to get it. Look for the better option. That's what it. And to be honest, that's what it looks like. Or B, the players are just not confident in front of goal at any point, and they're looking for other options. And in fact, when they do have a little shot on goal, it goes either over the stand or towards a corner flag. Awful. That's all I have to say. Um, I, I'm, I'm not at all happy with, with that performance today. I thought we were going to do much, much better than that. I said before the uh, before the match, you know, earlier on in this podcast, that I thought we would win uh, win comfortably and we should have won comfortably. And I stated then that um, today's result will tell a story about where we are at and it will highlight any weaknesses that we have and it certainly did that today so you know I'm I'll be very interested to see what the next few days bring in terms of a response from uh, the management team at Ebbsfleet United I'll be interested to see where we go from here we know with, with with the forthcoming matches and whether we adapt and change the system at all and I'll be interested to see what excuses Dennis Kutrieb comes up with as to why we why we failed to get a single telling shot on target. We got shots on target, but we didn't at any time trouble their keeper. Not at one point in the match did their keeper have to pull out an outstanding save. And that, frankly, is not good enough. That's all I've got to say on today's match, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, Do me a favour. 
I ask every time, I'll repeat it, I don't mind. Uh, Please rate this podcast, subscribe to it, give it likes, share it, share the link to your friends, any any other fleet support or friends that you've got, if you think it's worthy of uh, having a listen. Um, I'd I'd really appreciate that. And uh, if any of you would like to join me and, uh, and participate in a podcast in the future, give me a shout, drop me a direct message on, on Facebook Messenger or, or on Twitter or on if you follow me on Instagram or any of the others or if you've got my phone number, drop me a text or a WhatsApp, whatever it is, I don't mind. Um, I'd, I'd be happy to get you on, on board and get some opinions from some other fleet fans, not just myself. Um, there you go. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. It puts a bit of a dampener on it, doesn't it? Um, and I'm sure there'll be heated debates on the forum and on Facebook, the various Facebook Epsleet pages, the official one, the unofficial one, and the uh, and the very unofficial one of those of you that are uh, a member of that. I'm sure there'll be a few things being said on that as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what people say. There, are, there will be those that uh, there will be those that can see no wrong still. You know, and they say, well, I thought we played very, very well. We just didn't get the goal off. And if that's how you saw the game, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. But there we go. Okay, folks, I will speak again next week when hopefully we'll have better news and hopefully we'll we'll start to look like a team capable of uh, of, of of competing in this league, which at the moment we don't. Take care, folks. So long. 